The Super Speedway Podcast is a Dream Bigger Media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Welcome to the Super Speedway. You know, Dave, I'm just not wrecking enough people. I need to wreck more people so they'll stop throwing bad blocks. Um, and that's what's happening to me on the plate track. So, you know, everybody that's watching all them drivers out there throw another bad block. I mean, I'm just going to drive through you and wreck you. So look out until they... Welcome to episode 68 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Tuesday, July 10th, 2018. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, how's it going today? It is going. How did you enjoy the Ricky Stenhouse Demolition Derby on Saturday night? The hashtag Ricky Stenhouse DD, <laughs> as, uh, as uh, Kurt Busch put it on Twitter. Oh, it was a good time, wasn't it? He was in the middle of all the action, that's for sure. He was. I didn't pull up the official race report, but I believe they said six or seven cautions he was involved in. Yeah, he um, <laughs> Yeah, he was in there. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> got to sponsor some time on TV, so that's good. I mean, if you're I've not going to win, that's the way to do it. I've got five, according to Racing Reference. Okay. Five cautions. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yes. that's a that's a good night there. Yeah, five cautions in a 105-lap uh, span. So. <laughs> there you go. There <laughs> That's you go. great. So we had the Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona International Speedway, and for some reason, Daytona, especially the July race at Daytona, has become the crash fest of the NASCAR schedule. And, you know, we go to Talladega, and we're all, oh, my gosh, we're going to have the big one. We're going to have a couple big ones, and we – we get one, maybe two, but at Daytona we get like 12, and yeah. it didn't disappoint this week. Um, but I guess before we get into the crashes, because we always do that, we always talk about everything else, we had a first-time winner this weekend, and Eric Jones gets himself a victory for the first time in the Cup Series. How about that? Yeah, we got to give uh, the, what is it, the, that Jones boy? Yeah. We got to give that Jones boy some uh, some credit, man. He finally got the... Got the monkey off his back. Got that first W. Did awesome. You, did you hear what Martin Truex Jr. said? Refresh me. He said maybe now uh, the ISC people will be happy <laughs> because the ISC, the what is it, the president of ISC or something like that, made a comment earlier in the week that there's not enough star power, not enough of the uh, younger drivers are winning. My goodness. <laughs> so Truex took a little shot at him. I like that. I, I like a little fire from Martin Truex Jr. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that, no, I, I'm on Martin Truex's side of that. I don't uh, – <laughs> The young guy's winning is not going to uh, give you the star power. You no, that's that's what he said. Is he, he said that because the young guys aren't winning enough, they they're having trouble selling tickets at the ISC tracks. Oof. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, he got the job done. Right. Right. So so Eric Jones makes ISC happy, gets himself a win. Um, I mean, kind of by default, because there were, what, like seven cars left at the end of the race. But yeah. he still managed to survive with a damaged car and get himself the win and battled pretty hard at the end to get it. Beat Martin Truex Jr., who had pretty much a flawless car, one of the only cars that wasn't damaged at the end of the night. Yeah. And just, I mean, made the move, man. I mean, he, he just he got it done when he needed to get it done and got himself the win. He survived the uh, vicious shot from Chris Busher that gave him everything he needed right. to uh, <laughs> propel to the lead, which was... Um, just a, you know, the race itself was super eventful, but the the finish was, you know, once he got out there, you know, the, at at that point it was over. He was already, he was gone, and there was no uh, there was no catching him. So right, and you know, it, it's easy to say, well, he got the lead and nobody could pass him, but Truex was able to make some moves on his own Saturday yeah, night Truex that good, nobody's yeah. been able to do since like Dale Jr. back in the day. Yeah, he had a good car. He would go to the inside, and usually you need help down there, and he just didn't need any help. He'd just come through the field, and it was quite impressive. And I thought for sure, you know, it was going to be another one of those weekends where we're like, oh, one of the big three is going to – especially when we get to the end, and Truex is up there, Harvick's up there. It's like, oh, man, one of these guys is going to win it again. Yeah. And, and, uh, well, and Eric Jones plays the spoiler. Yeah, and, well, you got to think when all, all the big dogs are gone – because it really, you think about it, Martin Truex Jr. is the only legit, you know, I, you look at the guys who finished this race, he is by far the only legit contender um, running at the end. So to, to have a shot to get a, a, to get a win when everybody else has crashed out, you know, he's probably he's probably kicking himself a little bit that he didn't get it done. But um, 
you know, still a solid day. He, he looked really good. Uh, that was probably the best super speedway race I've seen him run since uh, since the Daytona 500 a couple years ago when he lost it by just a nose. Right. Yeah, it was uh, it was a very eventful race at Daytona. Um, I don't think there was a boring part. I, James, did you watch the whole thing? I didn't. I wasn't ever like twiddling my thumbs wondering if something was going to no. happen. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, I was in and out, but I watched. Um, I watched a pretty big majority of the race. I saw Stunhouse take the take the stages, um, yeah. and then I watched the I watched the last stage through the through the entirety. So I mean, there were a couple periods where they went single file, but they didn't last long. I think part of it is well, one is obviously the craziness of Daytona. Two is that uh, you know it's a shorter race. You've got a hundred yeah. miles less than the other restrictor plate races, and so you don't have yeah. that time to sit around. And well, I we that, talked about that. Uh, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Um, that the that the four hundred seems to be one. It seems to be a harder race to to win and survive. Right. Um, but I think a lot of that has to do with exactly what you just said. Is there's an urgency there. Um, especially with the hot summer temperatures, the, the slickness of the track comes into play too. So, um, man, just a, that was just a great show. I, I know it was a wreck fest and I'm not one to, to enjoy wreck fest all that much, but, uh, we've had two weeks in a row here where we've had some pretty entertaining cup series races. Definitely. It's, it's a good, good time to be a NASCAR fan. I, NBC's got to be loving this so far. They come <laughs> sure. on board and, and kill it here with a couple great races. Um, I, I, I like crashes we've discussed that i like restrictor plate racing but to me this the crash level was a little higher than i prefer oh yeah um yeah i do like sure. to see some cars running at the end um yeah. i thought it was interesting that you have all these guys that were up front you know they had these opportunities these underfunded teams but look at who ended up battling for the win anyway i mean i eric jones sure he hasn't had a win yet but he's run well and he's running you know one of the best cars out there with uh with the jgr car so again, the cream rises to the top and you can wreck as many cars as you want. You can give, you know, you can give the underfunded teams as much of an advantage as possible to get you, get them even with the, with the big guys and the big guys still come out on top. So I think that tells you something. I think that tells you something about, you know, restrictor plate packages and this whole, you know, Brad Keselowski thing that, it, you know, the best drivers can't show their stuff if they're running restrictor plates and blah, blah, blah. I think they mm-hmm. still can. I mean, no, I think good restrictor plate drivers are always going to rise to the top. And when you're at the restrictor plate tracks, sometimes you're going to crash out. Right. I mean, that's just that's just going to happen uh, from time to time. But especially you know, if Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is on a track. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he's going to catch it. I don't know how he's going to. He went from the goat to the goat, if you know what I mean. Right. Well, the thing <laughs> is, is the problem year. is, is the way he won it before, the way he won it last year when he got his two wins, is being super aggressive. Well, man, let's talk about Ricky Stenhouse Jr. then, because yeah. that's exactly the point I wanted to to get into into it with you. Um, what is he supposed to do? He's got to be aggressive. This is his only, well, not his only chance, but this is probably his last shot to uh, to make the playoffs on a win. Right. And he's got to be aggressive. Has to. That's true. But here's the thing. Um, I'm looking for. He still had a good day if you think about it. He scored 40 points for the race, which was tied for the most of the entire, of anybody else. The problem with it is, and I'm trying to find where it happened here, what lap. I mean, we we weren't to the end of stage two yet when, let's talk about the accident that truly was his fault. Because I don't feel the first accident was 100% Stenhouse's fault. He no, was that part, was William Byron's. He was part of the deal, um, but it, it was not. I mean, it came off his That's bumper, but it racing. wasn't. Yeah, that was yeah. pack racing. But the second one, and yes, he pushed up. I get it. I, he was pushing. You can see the in-car camera where he's trying to steer into it. Mm-hmm. But the second cra- or the crash with Kyle Busch and, and William Byron, that was all Stenhouse. Um, yeah. That was totally his fault. And the, my issue isn't that he's being aggressive because, yes, he's got to be aggressive, but he's being aggressive really early. And that's... Yeah. That's what's interesting about these, and I realize you need to see what your car's going to do, but, man, the aggression just starts so yeah. quick. Well, and to be fair, to be fair, he he was doing the right thing. He won the first two stages, so right. it was wor- it was working. He was staying out of trouble. It's just he he doesn't know how to dial no, it he back. Wasn't, he wasn't staying out of trouble. He just happened to not get collected well, in the yeah. wrecks he was a part of starting. For sure, yeah, and that's part, <laughs> and that, yeah, and that's part of it, too. And then but, he got know, it back later when Kyle Larson spun, and out of nowhere he collects Stenhouse. 
yeah, <laughs> of yeah, anybody, you know? Right. Well, and you can, you know, you can race that aggressive and, and get the stage wins and maybe win some races, but at, at what cost? Because, right. you know, now he's being dragged and, yeah. and deservedly so. I think, I think if you're, you know, you're that aggressive, you're, you're causing trouble out there. You're going to, you know, you're, your competitor, your fellow competitors are not going to to look very highly upon you, and it'll come back to bite him again. Right. At least he's got a couple uh, wins to show for it. Under like under uh, unlike Jamie McMurray, <laughs> right? So, but I don't know. It, it just you know it's it's that balance that yeah. if you're going to be that aggressive and you're going to cause that kind of stuff, you have to win it on your own. Then you're not going to get help because people aren't exactly. going to help you. Yeah, and that's a big difference between uh, his his aggression and Kyle Busch's aggression one week prior. Right totally different situations. Kyle Busch's aggression is, you know, a, basically a clean last lap pass. Exactly. You know, he's just kind of shoving Larson up the track. But, but on the other hand, Stenhouse is just reckless. Right. Middle of the race, you know, causing a whole bunch of trouble. It's, you know, we've, we've seen this happen with, with drivers throughout the, the, throughout the history of the sport. And Ricky will probably, you know, he'll, he'll correct it. Right. And, and, and move forward and he'll be fine. But, yeah, what a no. It's it's hard though mess. because he's he's got a reputation now. He's already had a reputation for being aggressive. Now he's got a reputation of, regardless of how many were his fault. He like you said, five wrecks he was involved in Saturday yeah. night. That's gonna stick with him going into Talladega in the fall. And, and my buddy, uh, my buddy Derek Winter did a hashtag. Uh, what was it? Recky Spinhouse. <laughs> nice. So he's he says and basically he said Ricky's involved in crashes every week. I don't understand. So <laughs> he's not quite quite in wrecks every week, but it, it seems like it after yeah. uh, after this one. His his uh, his average is definitely up. That's for sure. Right. Did you I, see? I was going to bring this up really quick too. Did you see Nate Ryan's story on NBC Sports about how many cars, um, how many cars have been in incidents at Daytona? Over the last two years. No, was that Nate Ryan? I thought somebody said it was Dustin Long. Oh, it is. I'm sorry. Yes, Dustin Long. I okay. think I, I think Nate Ryan retweeted it. My apologies. I, yeah, Dustin Long wrote it. I heard Jeff talk about it on his pod. Or no, I heard it on Sirius this morning. They were talking yeah. about it, but they didn't go into depth. So 318 cars. This includes the truck series and Xfinity as well. 318 vehicles in the past two years. Huh. As in this tops the previous two year total of by 45 cars. Okay. So that just shows you, it gives you kind of a picture of the carnage. If you can imagine 318 um, NASCAR race cars piled up, right. <laughs> that's a lot of carnage. So, and then one of the and things that one of the things that people end up talking about then that I've heard people talk about a lot is look look at all that money that was wasted, look at all that money that was spent. Well, and yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna play a game here. We we have the Do You Care, and we actually have one this week. It's it's later in the show. There's a couple other topics we're gonna talk about today that we can also use as a Do We Care. And so that's my question is. As a fan, should I care how much these teams are spending on these cars to tear them up? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I agree with that. And, you know, Chocolate Meyer said on Sirius earlier this to week, play. too. Yeah, I, exactly. I heard Chocolate say, it must have been yesterday, yesterday, I heard him say, the fans shouldn't care about that. And these cars anymore, for the most part, are disposable. So most of these guys aren't running, even if they didn't get a nick on them. Let's say Martin Truex, there's no damage on that car. They're not running that car at Talladega. They're going to tear the body off of it. They're going to put a new body on it. So, sure, there were some cars that were totaled that you aren't going to attach a new body on. You're not going to replace the clip on. But that's not for us to care about at all. That's we. You don't worry about who, how many, Chocolate said, you don't go to a baseball game and worry about how many bats they break. You know, you don't, it's just, obviously that's a big difference. But, right. you know, I don't care what it costs to put the field in at Soldier Field. They've got Field's money to the, participate. And you're in this sport. You know, need to know what you're getting into. Exactly. Re Remember when Dale Jr. had that super speedway car he really liked? It was, what, 2015? Maybe 2015? I don't know if, if you'll recall this. Um, for some reason, I, I'm remembering it. I don't know why. But he brought it. He kept bringing this car to the rest to restrictor plate races every year. And finally, I think it was the 2015 Daytona 500, that car just aged out. Yeah. And it was terrible. And I think... Um, that, you know, I think that car Didn't was he like crash it once too. I yeah. feel like he crashed yeah. it a couple times. He kept bringing that car back, and I think I think that's just an example of that car was maybe two years old, right? And it it, it just aged out. And these teams don't let these cars. You know, no. Joe Gibbs Racing is not letting cars age out. They're, you know, they they have too much on the line. They're right. gonna they're gonna 
cycling them through. And yeah, front row motorsports, that money affects them a lot more than it affects the other teams. But again, yeah. they're in this league to do what they're doing. They don't have to race in that pack. They don't have to run the race. That's yeah. not our problem to worry about. No, it's like a, it's like a, you know, any other athlete that goes out there and, you know, breaks an ankle or, you know, whatever. Right. It's, they you know, know the risk. Yeah. That's the risk of sports. That's the same thing with, with anything else. And, and, you think about it, that's just as expensive of a, you know, if you're a high profile athlete and you, you go through a serious injury, that's just as expensive of, of, uh, of a process as probably building a race car. Right. You know, by the time you're done with all the doctor's bills and all the special treatments that they get. So right. that's the difference. So we had a restricted plate race, which means we get a lot of new names up towards the front of the field. So before we talk, yeah. or we talk about winners and losers, let me just go down the list. So A.J. Allmendinger gets a third-place finish in the 47 car. Casey Kane comes home fourth. He was right there in the running on the last lap. Chris Busher, fifth place. Ty Dillon, sixth place, was a car that struggled early. They had to restart the whole ignition system. Matt DiMenedetto gets a seventh place. Ryan Newman's up there in eighth. Dillon, Austin Dillon, not surprising to see him running up there with a torn-up car. Still got a ninth-place finish. Yep. Alex Bowman, tenth. Jeffrey Earnhardt, eleventh. Yeah, Jeffrey Earnhardt almost got that top 10. I'm going to skip the, uh, Brendan Gunn because he's a restrictor plate guy. DJ Kennington gets 13th. Um, Bubba Wallace, he was involved in a couple of wrecks. The, whole rear, the right side of the car was junk. Yeah, he took a couple big hits <laughs> and kept on going. 14th place for him. Ray yeah. Black Jr. in 16th place. J.J. Wow. Yaley in 18th. And then we go down to the bottom. So Ryan Blaney finished 40th. Joey Logano, 39th. Denny Hamlin, 38th. Kurt Busch, 37th. Brad Keselowski, 36th. The Aces. Daniel Suarez, 35th. Chase Elliott, 34th. Kyle Busch, 33rd. William Byron, 32nd. All those guys taken out in a couple of big wrecks. You know, when they happen yeah. at the front of the field, that's what happens. Um, yep. Kyle Larson, 29th. I mean, just. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's where, well, and that's, you know, that's where the aggression came in. Yep. <laughs> you know, that, that, that Stenhouse wreck took out all those guys. Yeah. Well, that. That one big one, the first one was just. Yeah. I mean, it would it when you turn a car sideways, literally second place in the field. Yeah. Going into a turn, there's just nowhere to go. Well, you're gonna wreck a bunch and of you, cars. You played the clip at the at the intro of Brad Keselowski <laughs> talking about it, and you, if you're Brad Keselowski, you you know I understand. I feel like I understand Brad's frustration just a little bit. Yeah. Because he's so dang good at these restrictor plate tracks, and to be taken out by what he probably sees as incompetence. Right. It's probably. just so hard to put it on anybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even the Stenhouse deal. I mean, it's so hard to put it on anybody when you're talking. Nature I mean, of the beast. If, let's put it this way. The, the, here's the experience I have with racing restrictor plates, okay? NASCAR 2003 on the computer, you know, right. what, 10 years ago was probably the last time I played that game. And it's hard to do. And yeah. now let's do it in real life. Yeah. With other variables and just there, I'm, I'm telling you, this is, it right. might seem like to these guys, they can judge where the mistake was made. And I'm sure they can to a certain extent, but they these wrecks are just going to happen when you're running that oh, yeah. close. It's Absolutely. just going to happen. Yeah. And somebody like Brad Keselowski, when you watch him race a restrictor play race and you see how he blocks, how he's anticipating the, the pack coming, he is, in my opinion, he's the master right now. He right. is, he is the best of the best. So when he gets taken out by somebody blocking, who's blocking probably at an inferior level, just because William Byron is young, he's right. gonna make he's gonna make mistakes. So when yeah, how many times has William Byron been on a restrictor plate track? Period. Yeah, probably <laughs> not even ten. <laughs> right. at, at the you know between all of the series that he's probably running, it's <laughs> you know he's he's probably got you know i i racing experience up the wazoo, but right. But yeah, to, for Brad to. Uh, you know, I I understand. I guess I understand Brad's frustration on being taken out because he he hasn't gotten a win yet this year either, and he's going to make the playoffs. He'll be fine. But right, um, he sees he sees Daytona and Talladega. I think is his like meal tickets to to get to get victories. So he's had two rough Daytona races this year between this and the 500, wrecking in the same spot on the track. Yeah. So bummer so, for him. But so going this will piggyback a little bit off of uh the brad keselowski comment and we'll talk a little bit about the xfinity race on friday night um another pretty good race lots of battling big heck of a wreck at one point with uh um austin Sindrick going for a tumble in the turn which was one of the weirdest flips like really 
doing spot to flip. Like he's like just trying like anything he could do to flip that car over. It was amazing how he managed to flip it. And so it comes down to the last lap. Kyle Larson and uh, Elliot Sadler battling for second place. And here comes Justin Haley out of nowhere. What a second restrictor or second uh, Xfinity series start ever dives to the inside, makes a brilliant pass, just clean as heck. I mean, miles ahead of him when he comes across the line, not even a challenge. Justin Haley wins the race, and I use quotes, because he went below the yellow line. And I want to talk about the yellow line rule, because we talk about this every restricted plate race. (laughs) And I don't know how you're going to go on this one. I wonder if we're going to disagree here. I I think we are not. Well, I think we're going to – we are and we're not, okay? Yeah. So – First of all, he gets the win taken away. Kyle Larson gets the win over just a fraction over Elliot Sadler, who narrowly misses another restrictor plate race uh, win. In By the, the way, NASCAR's uh, NASCAR's Twitter and Instagram feeds were <laughs> yeah. killing me because they were they were touting how close the finish it was for the win, uh, and they had the slow motion cam on the start finish line. Uh huh. And Justin Haley just soars across the line, and then the <laughs> caption's like, Larson barely edges Sadler for the win. It just killed me. Made me laugh. Anyway, sorry. So here's the deal. A lot There was a lot of outrage after this because <laughs> it's the feel-good story. Justin Haley gets, gets the win, second start, you know, underfunded team, all this. Everything was perfect. But, you know, in, 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 I, I, I'll go back. We can find in history where Dale Jr. won a race at Talladega, I believe. Yep. I've going below the that. yellow line in a very similar fashion, and they gave him the win, but NASCAR made the right call by yes, taking did. the win away. Yes, they did. The problem is not the call. The problem is the rule, which I freaking hate. Yes, but. I hate the yellow line this rule. This is probably where we're going to disagree a little bit. Maybe. I don't necessarily hate the yellow line rule it bothers me sometimes right but you understand why it's there if you go back and watch some of the ridiculous crap these guys used to pull before the yellow line rule and you you think okay this makes more sense i get it i get it the thing is is i feel like we're still going to we're still going to have um you're still gonna have wrecks that are caused for the same reason because now you're gonna have situations like brad who says I'm not going to move for you. Justin Haley, next time somebody comes down, I mean, next time he passes somebody, he's not going below that yellow line. Now, he wasn't forced down there. It was totally his fault. Yeah. But he's not going to get forced down there again. Somebody tries to come across his front end, coming to the checkered flag, he's going to wreck him. Well, yeah. uh, See Brad Keselowski, Carl Edwards. Exactly. Exactly. So I was trying to pull the audio, but I'm not going to pull it. Here's the thing. Anybody who's upset in the team that was was upset about it, Justin Haley was upset about it. They play the NASCAR puts the dry, the driver's meeting video up online every week. And the last part of the video very clearly shows it shows you with video and it tells you, you cannot go below the yellow line and it shows you what is too far across the yellow line. And per that, there is no way NASCAR could make another call than what they did. They had to take that one away as disappointing as it is. Yep. That's the punishment, and th- that's what happens, you know? He had all the room in the world. He had no, oh, yeah, there was no reason to, to go, go down, down there. there. It's such a bonehead move. Yep. Just stay above the line. He was fine. There wasn't even going to be a wreck. He was good. Right. So, I mean, I just, I'm just i watching it right now on Twitter because I, I wanted to get another perspective on it here <laughs> while we're talking, and I'm just looking at it thinking, what a bonehead. He had a whole half a car length up the track. He could have went. Yeah, there was lots of room. and That's a bummer for him. I, I you're mean, coming I, in the line. The adrenaline's going. You're not even thinking about where that line is. Yeah, but, man, he went way down there. Oh, yeah. He went way down there. Yeah, and no, and that's, that's the thing. You know, NASCAR made the right call. I I don't like it in this instance. This is the this is the Reagan Smith, Tony Stewart situation. Right. From Talladega back, uh, by, what, 2008, I want to say. Um, when Reagan Smith pretty much won the race, it's Reagan you know, Smith. Just so you know, Reagan Smith, Reagan, David Reagan, <laughs> Reagan Smith, Reagan Smith. Thank you. Just thought I'd help you uh, out. No, that's good. Thank you. Um, I need that once in a while. <laughs> Gotta keep you in line, many, man. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's the same thing. You know, you plenty of room, the, the bottom, you know, all the drivers know what the rule is. They see it just like you said, it yeah. just doesn't, it's, you know, I'm okay with it. I, I hate the rule. I, I think the rule sucks. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. Um, I don't think 
I don't think it would be abused as badly as people think it would be if they got rid of it, but I do see where it would be abused, especially now that they've paved the entire inside of the backstretch of these tracks. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you go down there, you're going to be flying through the air because the, those, the asphalt down there is so bumpy compared to the actual track. But I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I hate the rule. And, and it creates stuff like this. So I don't know. I don't have the answer. I don't. I don't either. I, I mean, I, this rule never seems to really be that much of a problem until we have, the the big problem with this rule is when there's a finish like this. That's right. when it really is, is a problem. You know what rule rest- I have a bigger problem with than the yellow line rule, the no pushing rule in the truck series and the Xfinity series on the restrictor plate tracks. That rule is stupid. Yeah, that is a dumb rule. It is completely stupid drive because drive. you can take somebody out of a race. For something they can't control. You, all you have to do is push somebody and you just took them out of the race because they can't stop you from pushing them. Right. And so, I don't know. I hate that. That one's, that one's going to affect the, somebody. Yeah, that one's terrible. It's not well thought out. When they changed the cars up the way they have and took the downforce away and all that stuff, they cured the problem without needing to take the pushing away. And they've left it there in those series and it's stupid. So, anyway. <laughs> huh. With that, we're gonna get into that at some point. I was wondering where that <laughs> conversation was gonna I, go. I forgot to put it in the notes, and I had to add I it mean, there. No, I did too. Yeah. I'm glad, glad we covered it. There we go. So let's talk about some news items. I don't think there's anything else to talk about. Daytona is there? I think we we covered. Uh, no, everything. congrats to uh, congrats to Eric Jones. Yeah, Eric Jones is a winner. So is Justin Haley. Oh, never mind. Yeah, anyway, Eric's <laughs> name a lot different than yours, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so news items. Uh, Fox's ratings continue to plummet. This one you put on the list, James. You go ahead and talk about it because I have some comments about it when you're done. So, Yeah, this was um, – we talk about – I don't know if anybody wants to hear another ratings conversation. We, we talk about it <laughs> from time to time. It's like it's, <laughs> it's just that time. But, uh, yeah, another uh, big drop for Fox over this season. And Fox is trying to spin it positively, saying that, you know, they outrate any single – you know, NBA game or NHL game, uh, and th- and that's fine. Right. Uh, but per race this year, uh, Fox averaged just about, just under four million viewers. Uh, that's down 19% from last year, where they averaged just a touch under five million viewers. Um, and they're basically losing. They're basically losing 750,000 viewers a year on average um, since 2016. So that is, um, that's a problem. I think right. that's a problem. Uh, did you get a chance to read the article at all, Eric? And, I, and take a I scan, skim it. I don't care. I, I, yeah, I mean, we don't. yeah, that's the thing. Is we know <laughs> that's, that was that was my thing. Can we just add yeah, this I, to the do you care part? Because yeah, I don't care. Do we care thing? <laughs> um, I mean, I just see it as a you know, it's just a glaring problem. Yeah. With with uh, the TV ratings, but this is this is not just a NASCAR problem. I want to make sure that we point that out. This is all sports are having, right. you know, all sports are having problems. It's. Um, it's a little bit more glaring in NASCAR, though, and that is what is the scary part. I'll be interested to see what NBC looks like at the end of the season. Um, NBC's it, first race was not that good. Right. Um, I, I'll, be, I'll be curious to see how it compares, because here's the thing. like, I get this feeling from Fox. Fox, to me, feels like ESPN in that last year before they went away. like They just aren't putting the effort in anymore. I mean, when we get a rain delay, they quickly go to a rebroadcast of another race instead of doing their interviews, which I always thought were great. Their rain delay coverage yeah. was always excellent. They quickly switch to alternate programming. They they rush out of, you know, the end of races. Of course, NBC shoved everything to NBC Sports this week, um, which irritated me too. But <laughs> I don't know. Just it really feels like Fox is phoning it in, and I know that there isn't any plan of them leaving anytime soon. But no, they're good. They they're really good. feel like they're phoning it in right now. They so love. If that reflects in the ratings, it'll almost make me happy not to yeah. hate on Fox, and certainly not to hate on the guys that you know that are doing all the work to put it on. I, nothing against those guys. It's it's decisions yeah. being made higher up than them. But yeah. it just really feels like NASCAR has become an afterthought, and it's well, been a slow decline on Fox since they got rid of Speed Channel and put in Fox Sports 1 and, I think, and 2. I think a big problem, too, is NASCAR signed these TV deals with Fox and NBC, uh, and they took the biggest money they could get right out of the gate right. rather than going to the best provider. 
Yeah. Um, and, and Fox is happy to have NASCAR at this price specifically for their FS1 network. Right. They need programming for FS1. They need live sports if they're going to be a standalone sports channel. Right. Um, and, and they seem to be happy with FS1's performance. I, I see that they are, you know, this article goes in. Uh, the article's on Awful Announcing, by the way, if you want to read it. Um, but they're FS1. In the show notes on the website. Yeah. Check them out. Yeah, there you go. Very good. Um, FS1's up 4% year over year. So they're seeing slight growth on, on that channel. Um, not a lot of people have FS1, though. Not a lot of people have NBC Sports Network either. I don't so, know how that is. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, don't I get it. Either. Yeah, I know a lot of people go digital and they stream digitally. Right. And um, NASCAR seemed to be pleased with their digital numbers this year. They're seeing some increases there. but Gee, um, that should so, be a sign, NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay, so let me let me all right. Let me I'm going to completely go off on a tangent here for a little with a little story. I meant to share this last week and and didn't get a chance to. Um and was it it was before Kentucky, so it was would have been yeah, or not Kentucky before Chicago. So I decided I went to Michigan, covered the race and everything. It was really fun sitting there listening to the scanner and having that going and everything while the race is going on. And so I'm trying to watch some races live when I'm home. And so I was watching uh, Sonoma, I think live. And I'm like, you know what? I'd really like to have the scanner thing to listen to. So I looked it up and it was, I think it was 20 bucks for the season or 30 bucks for the season on NASCAR.com. So I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll just get it. So I clicked on it, and then it told me, no, wait, it's halfway through the season, so now it's half that price. I'm like, oh, sweet, oh. bonus. So I go through, and I try to subscribe to it. I go through it, finally click on everything, and then the freaking thing tells me I don't have a subscription to it. <laughs> and it tells me this product isn't available when I try to click on the scanners from the one page because it switched from the old plan to the new plan now for half the season. And for some reason, it's not recognizing the switch somewhere in the middle. So I can't listen to it at all. I, I just paid for this at the start of the race so I could listen to it. Now I can't listen to it. That's great. So I'm like, okay, let me sign into the app on my phone. So I go in there and I look and there's no sign of the subscription or anything like that. So I subscribe through iTunes. It's like, okay, I'll just do it this way then. So I subscribe through iTunes and it works on my phone. But now I can't transfer that to the computer. I can't listen on the computer. I can only listen on my phone. And then I find out. Oh, no, I did pay for the computer version. So now I was getting it for half price, but I paid full price because I bought it in two freaking places because they don't have their crap together. It's like, oh, my God, NASCAR with the digital stuff. Yeah, it's 2018, guys. <sighs> if baseball can get it right, I for right. God's sakes, can we please get it right? I just wanted to listen to the scanner. And then the scanner used to, when you did the scan all, it used to say at least say the number of the car before the, the radio traffic came up. Now it doesn't. So you just hear radio traffic. You have no idea what cars talking unless you recognize their voices. So that's kind of annoying too. But man, anyway, yeah, that was my uh, little tangent. <laughs> I don't know if you could get the digital thing figured out. That would be that would be fantastic. But it would be awesome. Alas, they do not. Yes, yes. So anyway, uh, I, that's probably enough on the rate. I don't. We don't need to go crazy with, with ratings talk. We we talk about it enough. And it's depressing every time we get into it. Exactly. But. Exactly. Anyway, yeah, ratings are still not where they need to be, but let's let's maybe just keep an eye on it for NBC. Yep. Um, let's see what let's see what Dale Jr. can do. Um, let's give the second half of the season a chance, and hopefully, uh, hopefully fans are tuning back in. We got a couple exciting races back to back here, so there you go. It's a good thing. Kentucky has history of having a good race too. Yes, it does. The past few years, we'll see what happens. Been a good part of the schedule. Yeah, that's for sure. Yep. yep. So. Um, there's a new Davey Allison documentary coming out Wednesday yeah. on Fox Sports One. Uh, yeah. James, you can talk about this because I saw something pop up about it, and I'm looking at the article right now, um, which is the first time I've looked at it. So tell me yeah. what you know about it. Yeah, so um, I saw late last week that um, Fox Sports uh, NASCAR, uh, Fo NASCAR and Fox Twitter account. just ripped it, on Fox. <laughs> I know. Now, yeah, well, it's going to be on FS1, so it's going to be, uh, I think it's a special edition of Race Hub. Okay. And it's basically the, the the tagline for for it is how a story a, a story of tragedy how a story of tragedy turned into a story of victory. Nice. So um, basically, you know, hashtag Davy lives on. So what I think it's going to take a look at what his family is doing and maybe how they coped with his passing. 
right. uh, all those years ago and, and what they're doing to keep Davey's name alive. Um, I still think he's a pretty powerful figure in NASCAR, you know, NASCAR lore. So, I was you know, just, behind. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, Sorry. I was just say just behind probably Dale Earnhardt, you know, if, as guys who have passed on who have this kind of um, legendary status behind them. Davey's right. one of those guys. It's just such a tragic time in NASCAR. And, you know, it, it's it's interesting because, you know, something that a lot of people forget because the Bush series wasn't getting a lot of coverage around that time. It was that the year before Davey was killed, almost exactly a year before Davey was killed, his brother was killed at Michigan yeah. Um, in, in a practice crash for the Bush series at the now Xfinity series. And it just, I mean, it felt like, I mean, we knew about it a lot because we were at the track when it happened. Yeah. Of course, we weren't actually at the track. We were across the street at the campsite. But it just didn't, I mean, now if somebody was killed in the, in the Xfinity series, it would get a ton of coverage. And it just didn't get much back then. And we lost a lot of drivers around that time, and, yeah. and there was there's a long period there. I mean, Davies obviously wasn't had any, didn't have anything to do with racing other than he was flying into a racetrack, but it, it's I don't know it, it the this, the Allison story is a pretty tragic story. Yeah, there it's tragic. Not I mean, you know, think about Bobby. He right. he can't he cannot remember his one two finish with Davy at the five hundred other right. than the pictures that he has and the videos, uh, and and you can YouTube NASCAR media has done a lot of. Um, interviews with the allisons over the years uh and there's some great stuff that the that the nascar group has done um chronicling the allison story but it, it's a definitely a story of tragedy uh but this is this hopefully this uh this documentary that's going to be um airing tomorrow night will maybe it, it sound like maybe it has an, uh, an optimistic tone towards to, to the end of it that, so that would be good and we know how the story I guess how the story ended for Davy's life, but we don't really know how the story ends. You know, right. it's, it's still going on. He's got a son and a daughter and, um, you know, what are they up to? And, and I know his son is, I think his son is actually racing, uh, late models. And yeah, things I think like you're that. right. I think you're right. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Davey's one of those guys. I just, when I see something on Dave, you know, he, he's kind of a showstopper for me. Um, right. if there's something on Davey, Alan Quickie, uh, those guys, I'm going to, pay attention i'm gonna tune in so i'm yeah. gonna be watching it tomorrow i've had the opportunity to to meet a lot of cool people especially the last couple of years in nascar and around the sport and the coolest one i've gotten to meet still is 2011 i went to jeff gluck's tweet up at the daytona 500 and the, the special guest was bobby allison and i got that's pretty dang cool man i normally those types of things i might ask a question or something but but bobby i made sure to go up he signed my ticket it's hanging on the wall right next to me here and yeah. uh, and I went up to him. And I just shook his hand. and I said, "Davy was my my absolute favorite driver." And I said, "I yeah. said we sure miss him." And he said, "He was he was pretty special, wasn't he?" He said, "So yeah, that was that yeah, was my awesome. moment with Bobby Allison. It's pretty cool. That's that's a special moment. That is so cool. Yep, very cool. Great. So, I love that story. I've heard you tell me that story a couple times, and I, I mean, it gives me chills. Yeah. Love that story. It, it was cool. It was definitely worth. That was my first tweet up uh, ever. And it was definitely worth going to got to meet Landon castle too, which Landon was pretty awesome, but yeah, obviously Bobby was the highlight. So yeah, very cool. All right. So, uh, we got a little Eldora news. We'll be going, or I'll be going to Eldora in uh, a little over a week, um, to watch the truck series out there. And it looks like Ryan Newman's going to be going there as well. James is going to race, uh, race for Jordan yeah. Anderson and the number three truck. There you go. Rocket man makes his return. Yeah. I know you're excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say about it. Is is Paul Menard racing too? Uh, well, Paul Menard's <laughs> never racing. Let's let's get that. Oh man, I am gonna get an interview with Paul Menard at Michigan for the podcast just to get under your skin. I, he might well, be the new co-host of the podcast, James. I might have to give well, you the boot for Paul Menard. You'd be you'd be basically doing the podcast solo at that point. It's because I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. I'm telling you, man, I want to play his whole interview from Chicago in the media center after he won the poll. It was great. It was really good. Maybe he's turned a new leaf with the uh, Wood Brothers. He smiled and everything, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Somebody tweeted a picture today. It said the 21 car on track at the Roval test in Charlotte. Uh huh. And I almost retweeted and said not for long, but I just left it. <laughs> Uh-huh. Bubba, Bubba Wallace wrecked today. Yeah, he did. Yeah, big time. Yeah, he hit the he. Uh, that first turn's gonna be a doozy. Oh, they're gonna be doing some wrecking. Yeah, it's we'll get to the roll roll in a minute. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, so Newman's gonna run at Eldora. I don't really know much else to say. Yeah, as far as we know, either. it's the only Cup driver running, right? That's probably the reason it's no- notable. Yeah. Um, he ran the first one. We looked that up before we started the podcast tonight. Uh, 
and he ran really well. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. But I just don't. Not the reason I'm tuning in. That's for sure. I'm I'm gonna be watching that sucker for the racing action, not because Ryan Newman's racing. Right. I just don't know why. I don't know why more cup drivers don't run that race. I mean, it, it's cool because it's it's the truck series thing, but I don't know. I just feel like more drivers would yeah. give it a shot. I'm still waiting for Smoke to do it one of these years. I don't mm. think it's going to happen, man. I don't think he's going to do it. No, I don't, I think it, I think it, he's trying. He's been trying to get Jeff Gordon to run the dang thing. Right. I'm waiting for Kyle Busch to do it, but, I mean, Kyle is the defending champion of the Prelude. He's the last champion exactly. of the Prelude. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Naked. So why, yeah. not, why not get out there and run it, man? do it i don't know he was good in scott bloomquist cars i feel like a lot of it is just that these guys well, they don't want to go out there and look foolish can you i don't know if you know we can name the the cup drivers off the top of our head who have run in that race i, I remember the dylan boys yep. obviously austin was the first winner yeah bubba yep second winner um but bubba didn't race it when he was in the truck series he raced it as he was, yeah, he. Or no, I mean, when he was in the Cup Series, he was he was part of the Truck Series. At the yeah, time. he was still. Yeah, he was still. Yeah. So you think back, Brad Keselowski. Um, and see, Keselowski looked foolish, and I think Keselowski was the yeah. one that solidified it that we're not going to see many Cup drivers do this. Yeah, I, yeah, and I remember asking him at that race and <laughs> said, "Hey, how do you like it?" You know, and he his response only was, "Well, how do you like it?" So <laughs> right. that told that told me right there he was not having a very fun time. Yeah. Racing. Racing on the dirt. Yeah. Uh, and Larson, obviously, he's legendary over at the uh, – I'm still calling it the – can we just say that the calling it the Eldora Dirt Derby really sucks? The Mud Summer Classic was so much better. Mud Summer Classic was pretty great, but I, I, I'm – the the Dirt Derby has won me over. The logo this year is great. I really do like yeah. the logo. Oh, yeah. I, we're excited. Any, anyway, we're, we're going to be talking about that race quite a bit. Yeah. And with you going down there, it's it's good stuff. So Definitely. Uh, let's see – Supra, wanted, Supra yeah. James. I made an addition to the notes because I had to. It's the a Toyota Supra, Supra edition. Yes. We we talked about it last week. I believe that there was rumor that it was going to happen. You showed pictures this week, and I want to know before I say anything. What did you think of the pictures of what that car is going to look like? I think it's a sweet looking car. Really? It doesn't look like a NASCAR, but I think it's a sweet looking car. I like Boy, it. Boy, it's terrible. It does. It does feel like Cars Three is happening, though. It Have you is, watched Cars Three yet, James? I've seen Cars Three. Yeah, it's, that'll, that'll be its own podcast at some point. Tune I, back in now in the off season. I feel like like the you know the sports cars racing you know in Cars Boy. Three is is becoming NASCAR. I thought it was a good looking car, man. Eric, I don't, don't hate on the Toyotas. That is the worst-looking oh, stock car I have God. ever Hold on. Let me look seen. it up again. It is not the worst-looking. It's not as good-looking as the, the Camaro was last year. If you're going to put a car out there in NASCAR, wouldn't you want it to look? <laughs> it <laughs> See, I'm ignoring the paint scheme. It's pretty ugly. Because the paint scheme is awful. The nose is so straight. It looks like a speedboat. That's cool, man. That's fast. I don't agree. I mean, speed. The only reason that car is going to be fast is because Kyle Busch will be driving it in the Xfinity <laughs> Series. It's the only reason. Maybe. Car... Maybe he won't be allowed to drive in the Xfinity Series next year. No, I'm just oh. I don't think it's a bad-looking car. It's pretty bad. Nah. You <laughs> hater. <laughs> and there it is. What, I knew it was coming. What a hater. That's all I have. That's all I it's have to better than the freaking Camry. I'm sick of seeing the Camry in the Xfinity series. I like the Camry. I, I like the Camry too. I'm a fan of the Camry. I would I would buy a Camry myself, but it shouldn't be in with all the sports cars in the Xfinity series. <sighs> well, it's going to be all alone in the Cup series here pretty soon too. Yeah, not for long. The Super's going to replace it there too. That's so bad. It will. Ugh. Gives me chills. It's so ugly. <laughs> all right. Anyway, you're wrong as usual. So today the. Uh, first batch of cup series drivers got to test on the roval at charlotte motor speedway and uh didn't i add something to this oh yeah it's in my do we care okay let's do it let's do the do we care first let's talk about the roval all right um yep. nascar announces shorting shortening the fall charlotte race it is now the bank of america 400k originally i think it was supposed to be a 500k um Oof. and so do we care <laughs> that's a four 
<laughs> I love how I love this new addition to the podcast. It really is. It's entertaining. Do we care that uh, the race is shorter? No, I don't think we do. I think all uh, races should care. be shorter. I'm, I'm glad that yeah. the race is shorter. We don't need a four-hour roval. There's not Riverside, even Riverside used to be a 500-mile race, I believe, when they raced First it back all, in the day. They could run this race as a one-lap shootout, and it would be entertain- as entertaining as anything else they could oh, do. Oh, man, you're really going to stack them up in turn one. Heck yeah, they're going to stack them up anyway. You think those cars would survive 500K? There's this is, this is going to make Daytona look like a look like it wasn't a wreck fest, I think. Oh, oh, yeah, go watch Bubba Wallace take it hot into turn one by yeah. himself and think about what's going to happen when they're actually competing against each other. Right. That's going to be a, that turn. That turn is going to be brutal. Did I see they have, do they have a wall all the way down the length of pit road now? Uh, no, there's a there's a gap, but they did put a wall up to cover that chicane. Yeah, I see that. Because you cannot, yeah, and that that's artificial turf in there too, which is right. As I I recall, that is the only artificial turf I have seen. Yeah, we've so never far. seen anybody hit it yet. I, I somebody yeah. slid through it today. I forget. I think it was. I think it was Chase, Chase Elliott. Elliott. Yeah, Chase Elliott yeah. slid through it today. Yeah, but yeah, they had to put a wall there. That chicane comes right. Yeah, down, yeah. Road, so I still, I still am fascinated by the fact that they don't have walls on the inside. I, I mean, even temporary wall too. I could see it at Chicagoland, I guess, because there's pretty good distance. I mean, standing on pit road, there's pretty good distance from the track to to yeah. pit road is a lot more than Michigan, for example, that does have a wall. But Daytona and Talladega, man, I cannot believe there's not a wall on the inside of that. Well, I'm I'm pro wall on these tracks. Yeah. Oh yeah. But they, I guess Daytona. I I can see it where they need more space to spin because they're coming oh, so. Man. I feel like somebody's. One, we're just asking for somebody to get hurt doing a pit stop and having a car slide on a pit road with no wall yeah. there. I just don't it like. Can't it. be any more dangerous than what Michigan has with that. One, the victory lanes sticks way the heck out there, and yeah. now they have the burnout pit. I that's what I call it, the burnout <laughs> pit at start finish line. Right. And that's got to be if you're sliding through the grass and that transition, that's got to be pretty dangerous, I would think. But yeah, probably anyway. Yeah. So not a whole lot of info on the Roval other than Darrell Wallace Jr. crashed. They were cut, yeah. yeah, they were cutting the, the chicane on the back stretch. They fixed that. Yeah, they had a whole bunch of drivers out there standing with their hands on their hips. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was delayed two hours today, I think, while they repaired that and they they extended the end of uh, practice today. I think it was went till six p.m. today. Yep. Uh, the, yeah, there's really, and they have another test tomorrow, right? Tomorrow's the next test. Uh, I don't think it's tomorrow. I think it's like next week. Oh, that's right. They, they did it one. They did half, yeah. half the cars this week and half the cars next week. Or maybe, maybe it's a two day test for these guys. And then they have a two day. I don't remember exactly what it is, but I don't, I don't think they're testing tomorrow because they will be, they're pulling yeah, into right. Kentucky Thursday. The yeah. haulers come Thursday. So yeah, so they're going to be next week. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yep, I'm I'm excited. I'm optimistic that it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a disaster. Um, I, my impression today was I don't think the fans in the stands are going to have that good of a time. No, I don't think you can see for crap out there. All that's the a road angles, course. I mean, that's that's the way road courses are. Right, but you'd feel like when those cars go out go through turn one and and out into the middle of the track there's so much there's like buildings in the way you right. just can't see the cars they disappear yeah which is kind of a bummer i, I think. mean that's the way daytona is though well yeah that's true that's true so i don't know we'll see what happens with it this is definitely this race is still on my list of potential find a way at the end of the season to get out there to it it's probably not going to happen, but if there's a way I can make it happen, I'm going to Charlotte. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think I can make it happen, but who knows? Who knows? We'll see. It's, yeah. it's looming there. Charlotte and Indy are both looming. Like Indy's just teasing me because it's so it's not very far away. <laughs> but anyway. right, yeah, in a few weeks. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, I mean, just distance, like driving distance, it's not bad to get to Indianapolis. No. no so. I made the trip from uh, I made the trip from Myrtle Beach back to Freeland, Michigan, in in 13 hours. So there you go. That's it's less than that. Well, I'm doing so it's it's under six hours. I'm doing I'm going to Kentucky. Um, you know, I'm leaving there, leaving for there tomorrow after work. And it's going to take me six hours to get my hotel from here. So that's not bad. Nah, not bad at all. Yeah. It was five and a half to Chicago. So, yeah, you'd be good. There you go. So speaking of that, it is the Quake State 400 at Kentucky Speedway this weekend. And I'll be there, everybody. I- Three days of NASCAR racing, truck series races, uh, Wednesday, Thursday night, uh, Xfinity series Saturday or Friday night. Jeez. <laughs> the cup series Saturday night. Uh, this is a night race. 
thing is screwing me up. It's really going to screw me up Saturday when they, uh, for Cup you don't they don't do anything during the day. There's one race on Cup race day, and it's not till seven o'clock at night. So uh, Saturday is going to be kind of twiddling your thumbs, wondering what the heck you're going to be hanging out in the in the fields. I don't know something something. So we'll see. I don't I don't know exactly what my coverage will be down there this weekend. I'm probably going to do the press box thing for the most part and and live tweet the races. I might pick the Xfinity race or the truck race, though, and shoot it uh, instead, um, depending on on how everything works out. So we'll see what happens. Uh, There's obviously a lot of unknowns because I've never been to Kentucky before. So we'll see what uh, what kind of access I have and all that stuff. So you're going to be a grizzled vet by the time you're done with this with this weekend. You have hit every other weekend so far. <laughs> I know. Since I know. I love this summer stretch. It's been fun. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> crushing it right now. So this you ha- you have in the notes here. What am I looking forward to? Let me tell you what I'm looking forward to. All right. So Chicagoland has a pedestrian tunnel, but the pedestrian tunnel is in turn one. So to go during the race, you have to walk all the way to turn one from the media center, which is in the center of the track to go through the tunnel and then come up. And then if you want to go to the press box, you got to walk back to the center of the front stretch to get to the press box. Um, same in the other direction. If you want to go back to the media center during the race, they do have shuttles that'll take you, but I always find those to be a pain. I don't want to, I don't want to bug anybody to give me a ride and then have to wait around for the ride or whatever. So, or you have to cross the track. So Kentucky, I hear has a pedestrian tunnel under the front stretch, like Michigan, except that they have escalators on both ends and a moving walkway through the tunnel. <laughs> and you are rubbing your hands together. How cool time. is that, man? I don't even have to walk. I can just stand there. Yes. And I'm, your shoes won't melt off. Hopefully. I know. I ordered some new shoes, James. They're right by me right now. I got to lace them. Yet. <laughs> I had to get some new shoes because I ruined the other ones. At Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. It's going to wow. be hot down there again this weekend. 90s during the day, but in the evenings, it's supposed to cool off to the mid 70s. So it should be comfortable. Oh, yeah. Racing. It should be good. Yeah. It's going to be a good race. Yep. I'm looking I'm, forward yeah, to it. That Cup Series race is going to be good. Uh, do I really have the first pick? Because I haven't even looked. You do this week, yeah. I had the first pick last uh, week, and I tell you what, I had the worst fantasy week of all time last week I because all I my guys crashed out in that one wreck. I didn't pick again, so I don't even know who I had. I had so in my other <laughs> league, I had a two hundred and seventy-five point lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was just cruising along, and now my lead is down to thirty-two. Nice. That's how bad. <laughs> that's how bad my Daytona was. That's it was, rough. It was really bad. How would you even pick? I mean, if like, how could you even pick? Oh, you just you You've just never draw numbers out of a deck of cards or something. I mean, there's, there's nothing. No way would you have gotten that. No, restricted play racing is ridiculous. Like, I would pick Jeffrey Earnhardt, honestly. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Right. Oh, oh, anyway. This is a really tough weekend because I don't know who to pick. Yeah, this is a this is a tough one. Um, normally, you could probably say Kozlowski is typically the favorite but i know i'm kind of leaning that direction actually but he's you know his average finish isn't really that great when you look at it kyle, this is probably kyle bush's playground i guess yeah could, kyle's gonna win it so i mean it's, it's gonna be, you know, it's, it's gonna it's be kyle between, or harvick yeah it's usually between those yeah harvick yeah well harvick's never uh, won here no harvick is uh yeah he has never won there um it's pretty much been brad and kyle's show uh for the most part since his existence brad's got three wins in seven races here um, but only an average finish of 12.6. Kyle, on the other hand, has two wins, six top tens, 5.1 average finish. So, really, he's been the better performer of the two. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to take Kyle Busch, or I'm not taking any of the big three. Not happening there. Yeah, I think they're yeah. off our list for the time being. Yeah. Um, for- I'm not going to take Brad either. I'm going with Joey Logano. That's a good one. I'm going Joey. He's got a That's Ford. A good- run well I, I almost went way off the reservation and went someone like jimmy johnson jimmy's never won there um but no i and i, I even thought about denny hamlin a little bit but yeah i'm gonna go i oh mean there's i mean there's guys back there that are just chomping to have yeah. a chance like chase elliott daniel suarez i mean they don't have great finishes here but yeah but they're you know and i almost went eric jones and said he gets back to back i don't see him coming yeah back he winning this roll, weekend, yeah though. he could be rolling he had uh well, you know, that mom- momentum's a real thing. That is true. That is true. Um, I'm going, Joey. I was, I was leaning towards Jones. I'm, I'm stuck between two drivers that okay. I want to pick. Um, but I will I will not be gutsy and take Jones. I'm going to go Kurt Busch yeah, to figured. finally get his win. I figured that was where you're going. Yeah, I like Kurt Busch there. That's not a bad pick. No, he's pretty consistent. Um, 
not not uh, not many very many top fives to be accounted for, but consistent. Right. How about uh, Dark Horse? Yeah, I got the first Dark Horse this week. You do. Yeah, don't pick Trevor Bain because he's not there. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Matt, does Matt Kenseth count? No, he's got to win there. We can't count Matt Kenseth. No, yeah. I don't know. You could, Matt. I'd say Matt Kenseth is a Dark Horse. You could get away with Matt Kenseth. Uh, just because he's of the not theme. Win that car. Just yeah, I know he's definitely not going to win that car. Um, just because of the theme of this podcast, I'll can I pick Ryan Newman as my dark yeah, horse? Yeah, you can pick Ryan Newman. All right, Ryan Newman, it is. I am going to go Bubba Wallace Jr. Oh, that's a good one. Bubba yeah. Wallace, he he ran there last year, did well there. Yeah, he has a eleventh place average finish, yeah. so that's pretty good. There you go. So I'm going Bubba. Bubba, it is. Going to a track he's been to before in the Cup car. Let's let's see. He, he'll run well. He'll run okay. Yeah, he's gonna come finish like thirtieth. <laughs> right. right. I think Ryan Blaney is our sleeper, though. Yeah, he's had two starts and he's had one bad finish. I don't know, so, man. Blaney. There's just something not there for Blaney, right? Not right. It, like, so good at Daytona at the beginning of the year. We, I think we, maybe jumped the gun just a little bit on him. Yeah, something's not but, right there. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, so Kentucky Speedway this weekend. I don't didn't pull the times that all the races start and all that stuff, but Saturday night for the Cup Series, I will have plenty of coverage again this weekend on thesuperspeedway.com. I'm hoping to get some interviews in as well, hopefully between this and Eldora. I will be at Eldora as well for the Truck Series race on uh, Wednesday night. So there will be all kinds of stuff on the website in the next two weeks or the next week and a half or so or whatever, next week, I guess. Um, so check it out. And uh, we'll have some. We'll, we're hoping we're hoping we're going to podcast Monday next week, so we should have an early podcast for you guys, and uh, and all kinds of fun stuff. So, um, if you get a chance and you want to support us and get us to some more races, uh, visit us at Patreon.com/slash/TheSuperSpeedway. Uh, there's all kinds of different tiers there, different rewards you can get for uh, supporting us along the way, and uh, you'll help us travel to the tracks and get more coverage, get more equipment, all that stuff. You know. This is all done out of pocket right now, so we'd really appreciate the support if you like what you're hearing. Uh, James, where can they find you on social media during the week? At James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Super Speedway. Um, again, the website is www.thesuperspeedway.com. We'll have all kinds of articles up there this week, maybe some audio. Uh, the podcast can be found there, the show notes can be found there, everything that we've done so far. Uh, I upgraded our SoundCloud, so we won't delete old podcasts anymore. So if you want to go oh. back and listen to an old podcast, you can. Um, although we only go back like six right now, but we'll continue to add on. I'm looking to find a way to put the old ones back up without blasting them out to everybody again. So we'll see if I can do that. If not, I might just blast them out to you guys and just apologize <laughs> before. <him. laughs> so I won't do it this week, so don't worry. But uh, if you suddenly get flooded with old podcasts, that's why. Um you can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud wherever you listen to us today. We hope you subscribe. We hope you join us. It's going to be a fun couple weeks here as we uh, get some action at the track again, and then I'll be back in Michigan in August as well, which should be my hopefully or probably last uh, last race of the season for coverage. So, uh, James, anything else we need to talk about before we get on out of here? Uh, there's some fun stuff going on on Twitter right now. Um, yeah. Real quick, Chase Elliott revealed his throwback paint scheme. On yeah, his, what is it? I, I'm curious. It's, it's his late cousin's car. He raced hmm. the Bush Series with it, um, Casey Elliott. Uh, he died at 21 from cancer. So, oh, yes. Um, so, yeah, Chase is running that car. I thought for sure that it was going to be a Bill Elliott throwback. Yeah, it's a pretty slick-looking. Um, it's pretty good, uh, they, but I don't, I, it's I don't not like the that Bush it's blue instead of red. It's the all pro series, I should say. Oh, okay. uh, not not the Bush series. But anyway, um, there's that. And then there's a hashtag Bob pick going around of Jimmy Johnson that I retweeted <laughs> uh, during the podcast. That is just classic Bob. Uh, if you so. guys haven't, I discovered the hashtag Bob pick or Bob pick or yeah. Bob picks. Bob Pick, P-I-C. Oh. Uh, Gluck retweeted him okay. a little bit ago, and it's Bob Pick. So I discovered this hashtag at Chicagoland. And basically, Bob Pockras, everybody loves to give Bob Pockras a hard time. Bob is the greatest. You guys have heard us talk about him. He's, he's the best. But he, he has a history of taking pictures of things with his phone and getting people with their eyes closed or getting, like, their yeah. backs. or They're just really bad photos. And this Jimmy Johnson one is, to the <laughs> T, exactly what a Bob Pick is all about. Yeah, so definitely, if you have not checked out Bob Pick, 
on Twitter. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's worth checking out, and I'm doing it right now. Yeah, go to my Twitter feed and just look at. <laughs> it's just. See, I think uh, it's Bob Picks originally. That's the one. Well, I yeah, and Bob that's Picks. Gluck. Gluck might have messed up. Gluck went Bob Pick. So yeah, maybe, maybe Bob Picks. Maybe is the way it's to Bob go. Pick. Either way, just do a quick search. You'll find oh, it. Oh, that's a it's good one. That's good. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> I saw Bob tweeted. He said uh, the drivers were in a hurry. So <laughs> I don't. It's not a very good excuse, Bob. But oh, Bob's the best. <laughs> I love yeah, Bob. That's a good one. That's a great. All right. Anything else on Twitter we need to know about before no, we head out of here? The, yeah, that was just it. it. Recording on Tuesdays has us just a little off on the news of the week. So right. Yeah. yeah everything will break that tomorrow. Comes in live. We might have to. We have to break in once in a while. Yeah. I'll be everything. Everything will break tomorrow while I'm on my way to Kentucky. So. Yep. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, next time you hear from us, uh, it'll be after the Kentucky race. We'll have all kinds of info for you. So again, check it out on thesuperspeedway.com. Until then. Let's go racing.